What's up, party people? Thanks for downloading our podcast. You can check out more of our episodes at facebook.com slash thishouseofcardspodcast or on iTunes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This House of Cards podcast, an unofficial podcast about the Netflix hit show House of Cards. I am your host, Tyler Moss, so here with... Chris Eustad, co-host. What's going on, everyone? What are you drinking this evening, my friend? I have an O'Fallon five-day IPA. It's uh, what voted one of the best beers in St. Louis in 2008, so oh, I'm to check it out. O'Fallon, that sounds Irish. I want to point out that it is Cinco de Mayo, so in tradition, I am drinking a Negro Modelo. <laughs> nice. Oh, I should have made margaritas. Damn it. Oh, well. Oh, well. You can save that for later. Yeah. But I am all fe- feeling all festive for... The discussion of this episode, which tore me Holy apart. Holy cow. Tore me apart, I have to say. Yeah, I think, can we just come out right out and say how crazy it is now that we no longer have uh, Peter Russo? It was a heartbreaker. I think we can go straight out and say it was a heartbreaker. And um, I have a lot to say about this. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, too. I don't want to... Cool, wanna, um, cool. So before we dive in, I just want to go ahead and have, remind everybody that you can go and leave us comments critiques questions whatever on itunes please rate us we really appreciate it this has the cards podcast you can email us at this has the cards podcast at gmail.com with questions or concerns of any kind and of course like us on facebook at this has the cards podcast now let's dive immediately immediately in um first of all i want to i want you were right about a lot of shit but i I wrote immediately first thing i wrote was Kay was right was the first note i took because the first (laughs) scene we have in this episode is frank schmoozing with vp matthews and discussing the possibility of making matthews go back to pennsylvania so then frank can become vice president vice president and so you were absolutely right i did not think i didn't see that scheme coming that was a curveball for me what 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 do you think i'm all obviously i mean you guessed it last time but yeah it there there in this episode, we find out a lot about what Frank's plan, ultimate plan was, and you know we weren't privy to the the entire layout of it, and I think that causes some problems in this episode. But it also um, we see Frank as the guy that just dreams this big to, in, in the beginning, and ultimately knew how the player the plays he'd have to make to get to this point. So it was surprising. It was a great you know storyline twist for sure. It was, and I we realized how much more evil he really was than I think either of us realized, um, clearly. Yeah, he's crazy. But, I mean, he's he's conniving, that's for sure, and we see this plan come to fruition in this conversation with Matthews, who he cons into uh, basically kind of toying with the idea of going back and becoming governor of Pennsylvania now that Rousseau was drunk and can't do it. Um. Of course, Frank, Matthews is kind of unsure about how the president will feel about this. So he kind of plays this kind of two-faced business by telling both Vice President Matthews that, oh, the president said some stuff about you last time. And the same thing back to the president. Well, it's so like playing both sides that like, well, you you should have, I shouldn't tell you this, but this is what he's saying about you kind of thing. Yeah, it's very, uh, it reminded me of high school. (laughs) Yeah, it was very... Which is just or funny. a kid trying to play like their divorced parents against each other, which is pretty funny considering these are the highest two offices in the country that he's doing it. Yeah, with. they're so easily swayed. Anyway, but um, I mean, Russo was a pawn all along, and mm-hmm. um, Frank assures Matthews that it will be a mutual decision between him and the president that it won't look like he's you know leaving the president without the president's consent. So, I mean, we do see Rousseau right here at the beginning. His, you know, Christina stops by to, I guess, see what's up at his, his, his apartment. It's completely destroyed. He has just totally collapsed. He's drunk. He's smoking. He's drinking out of the bottle, too. I mean. Yeah, he's on rock. He's at rock bottom, definitely. And we thought he'd hit rock bottom earlier, but nope, this is definitely it. And Mm-mm. he will not be fixed. Right. So Christina like takes his vodka. I mean, a pretty powerful scene when she takes that vodka bottle and tries to dump it down the sink, and he stops. He stops her and grabs it back. And I just want to say, like, I thought Russo's acting in this episode, especially like this part right here, where we're releasing him down and out, was very impressive. I thought he was 
He's great. That's he's, a great actor. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Um, and I don't know if we've. I like I think Christina's great too. Mm-hmm. I thought their dynamic was good. And I don't know if we. I mean, we've said we've liked him before, but I don't know if we've acknowledged that like his acting was has been good. But I thought, especially in this episode, it was good, which is fitting because it was his swan song kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, big uh, shout out to I don't know his name. Oh, I don't remember either. Um, but okay, so that I mean, we really see how down and out Russo is right now. Um, but um, we cut to Claire and Adam in the park. Corey Stoll, sorry, that's right, up. that's right. Corey, Corey Stoll. Stoll is the actor. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll and start seeing him in other stuff because he was good. Has he there been is anything a Peter else? Peter Russo Twitter. Oh, by the, the way, oh, there is. Well, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask you. So, can, can you look it up and see if he's been in other things? Because I hadn't heard of. Him oh before. yeah, um, yeah, he has been. Um, I'm looking right now. Okay. In the meantime, let's talk about Claire and Adam are in the yeah. park in New York, like Central Park or something like that. I don't know. Um, we know they're in New York somewhere, and he's got his camera, so they're taking pictures, and they're discussing their fears. And again, one of these like philosophical conversations that she would never have with Frank. And she even comments like Francis would roll his eyes at this conversation because they're talking about like she she says something about how her biggest fear is whether her life will add up. And I don't know if that means like her life will have significance after she's gone. That same kind of permanence that Frank is looking for, um, which could be a hint as to why they kind of are drawn to each other. Although we learn, I mean, even more about that in this episode too. But he. He's, like, questioning what she was like before Frank and kind of insinuating that Frank changed her for the worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. He's really making her dig into, you know, explaining or exploring, mostly, you know, what could have been had she gone a different path. Exactly. And we see her, say, you know, him saying, you are alone and curious and absorbing everything. And that was, like, describing her before. And she said, you know, Frank wasn't interested in that, and neither was I. Um, she wants to be more than an observer. And I think that was interesting when, like, I thought it was very cool how they did the shot through the camera right then. Yeah, I like that, too. That was great. She wants to be more than just seen. She wants to be significant, which is kind of going back to her kind of saying, like, she didn't want to put on a pedestal before. So, um, I mean, did you think we learned anything further about Claire in this through this interaction, I think we learn a little more about that she's chosen this life and she did sacrifice what one might consider more typical or normal life, even if it's like an artsy one um, or free spirited one. We realize that she knows she gave it up, but there might be a little tinge of of regret of what could have been. Mm-hmm. Hence, that's why she always goes and sees Adam for a weekend. Exactly. You know, she gets to live that and then leave it behind. I think she, yeah. I think that she's aware, she feels like she made a sacrifice for her ambitions. And so you're right. I think sometimes she wanders back to that. What do you think was the significance of the girl they photoed in, the girl I took the picture of and like the, you know, her looking into the lens right then? Do you think there was some sort of, that was any sort of metaphor? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't think, it, it was a very interesting, um, um, voyeuristic thing to it, and they talk about um, observing were, versus yeah. inter- like being a part of the world, which I think that you make a good point about the voyeurism. Yeah, but I don't know. What did you think? I think that that's a good point, and I also think that at one point Adam, they're using her as like a, that girl is like a idealized his idealized version of like what Claire was like, kind of you know. Right, um, right, that's right. But I do think it's so significant that she looks into the camera because it's like it, it, she goes from just being observed to being you know, an active participant or whatever, which is what, more than just seem, which is what, you know, Claire says she wants to be. And Anyway, I, I don't know. I think it was a, a cool scene the way they did it with the camera and everything. Definitely. Um, I liked it. I did too. And then... Well, it was a little creepy though. <laughs> that was, that's it was, yeah, it was a little creepy. But, I mean, yeah, a little unsettling. I agree with that. Um... Going back to D.C., we see Frank, Linda, and the president, and he's here, Frank's kind of playing the other side. He's presenting Matthews with, or, he's presenting the Matthews idea to the president. Um, and, of course, the president's afraid of himself looking unloyal, or Matthews looking unloyal, and basically Frank is quelling all these same fears that Matthews predicted that the president would feel. And 
you know, Frank says it right out. Everything's on the line right now. Um, he's really going to gamble. And he pits the, he kind of pits the president and vice president against each other. Um, and says, you know, this is the best case scenario because we can secure Pennsylvania and replace Matthews with a better candidate. Right. Um, so he kind of turns to Linda, well, the president turns to Linda to kind of ask her opinion, and she's not, she's not quite ready to validate yet. She says it, it needs more thought. Were you surprised that she didn't go right along with Frank on this? Or, um, No, I, I, I think she, she seems pretty smart. I know Frank helped her get to that position, but... Uh, you know, I think she's 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 smart enough that she's going to be calculated with her approach on on how this is going to play out for her and for you know the whole staff. Exactly. What do you think? I I, I agree, and I think that Frank. Um, I mean, uh, I think it fits her character well because I mean, even though he did do the favor for her in Stanford and everything like that, I mean. I think even he realizes that she's not the kind of person that you can do one favor for and all of a sudden she's just going to be your pet, like, you know, secretary, you know, like some of these other people that maybe he's had deals with in the past. She seems like a person who really does want to do the right thing. And so she's going to require her own amount of convincing, which we do see she does. Um, let's just go ahead and talk about that scene right right now and jump to it. Um Frank and Linda are, you know, he goes into her office and she's torn on whether or not this plan's going to work. And so she she calls him out right away on the Stan, on, on the Stanford favor and she, so she's like I like that. A little bit like more advanced Linda. than some of these other people, yeah. And she says, you know, she did, this, I was like, "Okay, girl. Mm-hmm. All right." She says, "Is this why you did the favor for me?" And she asks she asks him straight up, "Do you want the president vice presidency for yourself?" And he decides that he's going to be honest with her, which really surprised me. And he says, yes, I do. But he, not only that, but he also hints that she, he could then run for president in 2020, and she would be his vice presidential mm-hmm. candidate. Now, I thought it was a little bit interesting that she kind of um, bent over to this kind of ego rub, because she doesn't really seem like the kind of person to do that. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe we don't realize how ambitious she really is. I mean, clearly she right. does work I mean, really has... hard. And, like, she wasn't able to help her son get into Stanford, she said, because she was working so hard. Right. She is to a degree. They all have to be to get to the point that they're at. But, yeah, she played it very, um, you know, she played it for herself, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean... With this decision. And, and really, Frank has made a point that it's a good thing for all parties at this point in time. One thing I do, okay, so one thing I do want to say, just kind of, you know, we're looking back now at Frank's plan and everything, is, so when Claire told the two congressmen who were environmentalists to vote against the bill, was she really, was that what Frank wanted? That, I wrote the same questions down. I don't understand if if everything is going as he planned it, w- was that part of his plan? Did he know that Claire would do that, or did he know that the bill would would not pass, or was the bill not that big of a deal? He just needed um, Russo to you know explode, right? And I guess that could have happened regardless of whether or not the bill passed, because he still would have been doing interviews and stuff like that, and it still would have worked. Right. But well, but at the same time, it's like. What he, he, I think he seemed genuinely excited about the bill. Um, I guess, right? The, I yeah, mean, he worked hard on it, and he put Claire to, you know, he he, uh, you know, partially championed the whole idea. And if it wasn't that big a deal, why did he go to so much work to like try to get everybody on the side? I don't know. And he, and he did he did seem genuinely surprised when it kind of. Hmm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Think, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I I don't. I think that's kind of a plot hole, possibly in this in this story. Just because that's real convenient that that happened. But did he anticipate it happening or not? Like, did he know that Claire was gonna you know betray him and get the bill to fall or fail? Uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. That that all of a sudden with um, Russo imploding, Frank is. You know, jockeying into the position he's been, you know, pining for the whole time. Come on. Everything everything has gone his way, that that means. And I don't like that. 
Well, and that's what we said before. We liked it when things didn't, so it's kind of irritating to know that, like, this was all part of the master plan, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I, I, anyway. So, we see some really dismal scenes from Peter. He has someone dropping off alcohol for him in a brown bag, and the guy even offers to, like, hang out with him so he has some company, but he wants to stay alone. He's clearly super depressed. Um... Which I, this is something, I'm not going to talk about it yet, but at the end I've got, that kind of led me to another big question that I had that I think is kind of a plot hole. But next let's talk about, um... Zoe? The Zoe scene. She's scrubbing and cleaning the shit out of her apartment. Thank God, that apartment really needed to be cleaned. It was really gross. Um, was she cleansing herself of Frank? That's what I wrote. Uh, is that, I mean... That, that that that's an interesting way to think about it. I I definitely think it's her. I mean, she's kind of dating this other guy now, more her age and her style. It seems like a regular relationship. She's maybe just kind of cleaning herself up too with mm-hmm. it. True, you know, getting all that shady, dirty stuff out of her uh, out of her life. Kind of like Janine had hinted to her what might happen. Right. I think that that's a good point. I also think that it's also symbolic of like how her eyes are now open. And how, like, before mm. she was kind of naive and everything, but now that she seems kind of enlightened, it's like all of a sudden she right. realizes how shitty her apartment really is and how dirty stuff is. Right. Just like she realizes, oh. like, what fr- that Frank is just using her as a pawn the whole time and they never really had a relationship or whatever, you know? Right. And and Claire had visited her there and kind of, you know, you walked around her apartment with her judgmental stare and uh, kind of inspected everything and looked at it, and maybe she was a little embarrassed Turn, about that. Turned up not, her nose not about at the superficial it. level, but that she's living in not the greatest place and is not the greatest person for what she's doing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, speaking of which, we, <laughs> exactly. Here we go. We do have um, Zoe and Frank tying up loose ends. I'm going to say with air quotes here. Um, she he he texts her to come over to his place. And she comes in and marches immediately upstairs. I wrote presumably to do her, quote, duty, because she thinks that's what she needs to do to get stories, which that is kind of what she has to do, which only adds to what a slimeball Frank is. But she puts on Claire's perfume, she pulls out Claire's gala dress and puts it on, and they, like, she wants to do, like, some weird kind of role-playing stuff. I know, I wrote down WTF. It was... Why is she doing this? Is she trying to, you know, establish her, uh, um, I don't know, uh, it's not masculinity, but her bravada over Claire? Like, she's an independent woman and can do exactly what she, what Claire did to her. She can come in her house and do it too. Yeah, like, she was trying to be assertive and also show Frank that he can't just kind of use her as a pawn or whatever, but then she... She says, she, she, I think I'll keep the dress. Because he says, I'll buy you another one like it. She says, I think I'll keep it. Oh, but yeah. The, she, but I, she, I wrote down this, though. She write, She says, it's like steel when she puts it on. Yeah. Well, I thought I, that was a great, the, great metaphor for Claire. And, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Who she is. And, mm-hmm. Anyway. That was good, excellent, absolutely good point. Um, but I also thought it was funny that afterwards she's just like, she plays this hard, like, kind of like she's the like she kind of has this assertive attitude going and then she just takes the dress off and she's like actually she can keep it let's just go ahead and have sex now so it's yeah. like i've i wrote down like zoe what the fuck like so many times during this scene is she is she getting crazy like what i don't know like she seemed like she was getting you know more centered and, and reasonable and rational as the show got went on and she befriended janine but in this scene man she's cray mm-hmm mm-hmm and afterward, um, Frank asks her to to simplify, which is the same thing that she asked him a while ago. Like he's finally gonna yeah. go along with it. Maybe he's finally kind of grossed out by oh, all the stuff she's been. The fact that she's not into it anymore and not turned on by his power as much. I mean, maybe that's right. what she, maybe that's what she's trying to do. What she was trying to do is like he was he was kind of attracted to the fact that she looked up to him, but now that it seems like she's not that anymore. It doesn't turn him on as much anymore. Because that's what he said he got out of it before. Like, was it last episode or the episode before? Is that sex was about power, not about sex, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right there. 
he and, and you can even see in the way Frank is responding to Zoe at the end of this whole scene that he's a little not scared but concerned or you know he, he it's not it's not the same Zoe it's definitely not the same relationship that they've had it's it's completely changed but she's a little unnerving mm-hmm. you know it's a little like she's a little off her rocker here she has an edge that we haven't really seen I don't know I kind of like it like. She, you you, find, you kind of get the impression like she could actually do some damage to Frank because he's kind of exactly been... that's the first time I thought that too. This is the first scene where I was like, yeah, she could actually take Frank down kind of hard on this uh, with all her stuff. Where I've always assumed that he has the power over her. Mm-hmm. It was I don't know I liked it. Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe that's where we're going now that who Brousseau, who I kind of hoped would be the one who was going to take Frank down, is no longer in the picture. Me too. Um, um, I do want to point out, though, in, in this whole sequence when she's at the house, there's some great cinematography. They do a lot of great shots with using the mirrors, like her ch- trying um, on the dress and the mirror at the vanity. It's really cool. Do you think there's any symbolism there with all the mirrors? Mm. The mirror when she's trying on the dress could, you know, symbolize, you know, trying to see herself in this lifestyle. Yeah. Um, literally wearing the clothes of the, of the person that she's trying to emulate. But I don't know. I, I think a lot of it was also just cool cinematography. Smart. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then we have this line at the end where Zoe says, you're just going to kind of let me off the hook like that? You didn't hurt me. And he says, I didn't have to hurt you. It was like... Oh, such a yeah. dick. He's I mean he's still he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've it's kind of funny. Like we've talked about this last, last episode how we kind of liked him to begin with and have increasingly come to dislike him more and more. Now we're yeah. just kind of following the psychopath. This oh, especially this episode. Yeah. There's no coming back from it after this. Um mm, I didn't okay. In the meantime, we have Russo drunk driving around town. Um mm-hmm. And Frank kind of finally reveals the plan that they're trying to make uh, Russo quietly go away or whatever. Um, Here's another question I had. Did Claire... Do you think Claire knew of Frank's plan? How much did Claire know? Because we have this scene where Claire's reading a story on CNN.com about Russo collapsing drunk and all this stuff... Do you think she... How much of a, a part of it was she? That's a good question. Um, I think she might... I imagine she'd be about maybe 85, 90% in on Frank's plan. Like, mm-hmm. she she's she, she maybe knew, knew the end goal would be to get him to VP and uh, uh, eventually president. But as of right now, just the way that they've kind of you know, sometimes they get mad at each other. I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the issues um, that have come up. But uh, when, you know, they always said that they would be honest to each other. Mm-hmm. And when Frank wasn't completely honest, or she wasn't honest with him about the two uh, uh, representatives that she didn't sway or, or whatnot, they get pretty angry with, with each other. So I have, an, I have a feeling that she she knows a lot of what the plan would be, but... I don't know how much... I mean, obviously, killing Russo is not probably part of the plan that she was in on. Or even using him as much of a pawn. Because she worked hard on that bill. I don't think she would have, you know, gotten on board if she knew that it was just a you know, a ploy to um, you know, make people like Russo for a month before he implodes. Then again, she's the one who sabotaged it. So... Right, right. I yeah. think... <sighs> It'll be interesting to see next episode whether or not she knew about the murder to begin with, and if she didn't, whether or not Frank will tell her about it. I'm curious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we have kind of, stemming from this, her on a collision course with Adam a little bit, and he kind of gets pissed off um, because clearly she still loves, you know, she's thinking yeah. leaving. What were you it was say? when they're at the breakfast table or something. Is that when that was? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. she's like, she gets caught up on like whatever article she's reading, and it's and he gets pissed as he should, you know. She, she's a fair weather f. <laughs> well, and this, I mean, she says she says, 
a part of me still loves you. And he gets mad and he says, I can't just be, you know, a top... Your 48-hour boyfriend. Yeah, and they're like, the top... You know, I can't... Frank can't fill up the rest of your gas tank and I'm just the top off or whatever, you know? He wants to be more than that. Right. He doesn't want to be used. He's fragile. Um, excuse me. But then we have her saying, you know, Frank and I have gone through more than you can imagine. I don't know what she... What do you think she's referring to? Anything we know about or is there... I, I, I'm guessing that she's alluding to a lot of, you know, tumultuous situations that they've had to go through in their political climb I would to guess, the top. I, would, I think you're probably right but, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't think of any specifics that we've gotten to, to hear about yet. Well, but I mean, maybe even she means anything from like the whole, um, you know, thinking on their feet and having that gala outside in front of the hotel instead of, you right. know. She just, yeah, maybe that's what she just means. It's like in their political climb. Um, mm-hmm. she's, and she says, you know, I'm attracted to your free spirit, but I don't have your free spirit. So, you know, I, I'm attracted to that about you, but Frank and I are like the same creature more, you know? She yeah. identifies with him. And she says, the, the hardest line... I'm sure for him to hear which was what I chose was a man I could love for more than a week and you have to think that that just devastated him burn and I felt I felt really bad for him because like we said before I kind of like Adam and he said I think he said something like well then you have to kill it or something like that <laughs> do, do you remember that line I wrote down the words kill it and I think he said that in reference I, to like if you're if this isn't going to go on you can't just keep dragging me along kind of thing Mm, yeah, I think you. I think you're right. I do like Adam too. He seems like a cool guy mm-hmm. that keeps and, getting strung along by this woman. Absolutely. But, and I did write uh, down. A, no, no, no. I wrote down here also in the in the margin. I wrote, "How awesome is his house?" Because I just thought, it was "Oh my super god, cool. so sick!" Yeah, it was really cool. Totally. <laughs> so I, noticed I that loved too. it. But like, definitely a free spirit with like the open layout and everything like that. And oh my god, that's like a total to me. Remind me of like a Soho loft. Oh, it was beautiful, as opposed to, you know, the very structured, kind of Tudor-style house we have going Colonial on. Colonial Tudor, yeah, um, in, in D.C., yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. I, uh, that, that, uh, that house was amazing. It that was, apartment was amazing. It was sweet. Totally what you would envision a rich artist having. Oh, yeah, rich photographer, absolutely. It was really cool. Um, so back, back to Russo. We have this scene where he's in the car in front of the house, and he calls his daughter... Oh, this was heartbreaking, man. Oof. It was heartbreaking. And I wrote here, was he prepping for suicide? Because that's what it seemed like. Like he was going to say goodbye la- well, one last time, wanted to see his daughter one last time. You know what I mean? That's what oh, it felt okay. like to me. I, did you feel the same way? Maybe I, maybe I got the wrong impression here. And this is kind of... No, I, I, I thought he was just going through his, you know, the, you know, the last people on the planet that still could respect him or love him and not see him for the mess that he created or became was his kids you know they're young and you know it's their dad of course they're gonna you you would think that they would still love him and look up to him and and that's why i think he goes there to see the two people that you know he could hurt but like he, he could have hurt with the situation but in a lot in the bigger picture you know they're gonna still love him and and have respect for him and but, yet when he talks to them like it it does not go that way and it just man my heart just bled for him in that situation oh yeah i mean she the girl his daughter says that you know they've been they're being the paparazzi or whoever like the media is at their school and stuff and it's just like his the mom has kept him home from school and the his son doesn't even want to talk to him it is absolutely heartbreaking and so you're right you hear the video game noise in the background yeah and so he does kind of lose these you know people who he thought you know were innocent and not a part of this whole you know, yeah, um, I, I wrote breakdown. down Russo is breaking. Like even his kids are pitying him. Oh yeah, uh, this is this is rock bottom right here. There's no one left that that you know sees him in a in a good light right now. And he calls Christina and tells him where he is, and then he throws his phone out the door or the mm-hmm. window or whatever. I thought he was gonna go kill himself after this, so I was surprised when instead he showed up at the police station and tries to turn himself yeah. in. Yeah. And even the police department doesn't care about him. The police department... Dude, get out of here. They hand him over to Frank. 
<laughs> or a stamper. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to be formally arrested. And like, I, I wrote here, did he want to start a scandal? Was he trying to take Frank down with him? Because clearly he, or or was he just looking to do the right thing for once? I think he was just looking to do the right thing. He needed to pay for what he had done, and he, you know, looks back to where it started from, and it started when Frank bailed him out that first time when he got caught with the uh, Rachel girl. Uh, and drunk uh, with drugs. Mm-hmm. I, I really think he was just trying to find some um, redemption or, or pay for his sins. And I, okay. but even, yeah, even the police department—they're like, no, like who? No, go away. Like <laughs> I know, I, every no one cares about him, and his kids don't want him. The police don't want him. That is that sucks. And obviously he gets handed back over to Frank after this, but I want to say that I want that to be the last thing we talk about because there's a couple other things that kind of arise out of that. So next, I want to say um, Zoe and who's her new boyfriend? What's I I always forget that guy's name. I think I think it's Luke. Is it Luke? Yeah, Luke. I think you're right, Luke. Um, So she's telling Luke about her mystery source that got her all these stories, but she doesn't name Frank. Um, But she kind of. It basically tells is like opening up to him about their relationship and she even mentions like she didn't mention Claire by name but even mentions like how he had a crazy wife and stuff like that and how their relationship got quote fucked up which of course it was with all the daddy issues and him being much older and everything but she right. says you know he didn't end up having to hurt me but he could like something like that and then Luke says I, I won't I promise I won't hurt you or whatever and that seems to really resonate with her, that he's, like, sweet. He's not all about power. He's, like, sweet and empathetic. And maybe now that she's not naive anymore, she's not attracted to that power stuff. So right. that's, you know. You would hope. Right. So, good for her. Um, yeah, good for her. I hope that relationship lasts a little bit longer just so she can have something steady in her life. I agree. Um so, one more thing before we get into Frank and Russo. We see Adam return from being pissed at Claire, and Claire's still there at that point. She's still I liked that. I was like, oh, good, Claire. All right. So, it was a little sweet, and I was kind of like, maybe she will stay. But, nope. Okay, so let's go right into the dirty stuff here. So, the police chief hand, meets with Stamper and hands Russo over. Um, and basically says, I shouldn't have got involved with this shit. <laughs> but he mm-hmm. like, hands St- Russo to Stamper, and Stamper then takes Russo to Frank. And Russo explains that he wants to take responsibility for his actions, and he tells Frank he's going to make a statement the next day, and Frank basically wants to make him a... He just says, bow out quietly or whatever, and... I don't know what Russo's actual plan is is going to be. I don't know if Frank worries that he's going to make a statement about that he was corrupt, and, and, you know, if that's what Frank's worried about here. Because it seemed like... It could be. Anyway... Rousseau says he's done being told how to live his life, so... And he's pissed He's pissed off at Frank, and so he's like... Uh, I don't know, they're both drinking out of the the bottle of alcohol yeah, here. Yeah, he, he, he's like, you, you know, we'll clean you up tomorrow, but for tonight, you know, here you go. I was like, you enabler. And Come basically on, that knocks him out. Yeah, so he starts suit like sweet talking him, getting him to calm down, and then there's a like I don't know if you noticed in this, but there's a point when Frank is he kind of looks up uh, while he's sitting in the car and he's looking around at, at the garage. And he's looking for like, cameras. What is he looking for? Is he is he trying to find some something in there? Or is he judging it? Or oh shit, is he, is- he trying to see how airtight this place is so he can? Uh, uh, poison him with the uh, car gas. That was an insightful. I didn't even notice that. That was a good pickup. Um, and obviously then great acting on Kevin Spacey's part. And great directing, I'm sure, too. But we have this kind of moment of sincerity, too, from Frank, where he's talking to Rousseau about... He reveals, like, when, like right before Rousseau's about to die, we know now. He reveals that, you know, I told Claire immediately when we first got together that I didn't want any kids. Which, so... You know, at one point, Claire had said to Adam that they both mutually decided that, but we were right. It was Frank who had made that decision. And we learned that Frank had a bad childhood, which we kind of had known before when he talked about his dad a little bit. Right. Um, but he says something about how 
he was cowardly for not having kids, but how Rousseau was brave. Do you think he really thinks Rousseau is brave, or do you think he was just bullshitting him before he died? I mean, was that, like, Frank's last kindness to Rousseau, kind of, or... Maybe. I would like to think that, but I don't, you know, I don't know. He's so confusing now about what, you know, what's genuine and what's, you know, a play for, or manipulation for him. I I don't know. I I would hope it would be, you know, I'd like to think in his last uh, press, Frank was being nice to him and actually complimenting him on having kids, but Frank hates kids, so I don't know if he'd respect that, really. Yeah, and I mean, although Russo cared about his kids, we can't exactly say he was a good dad. So I hate that he went out like this. Like, so yeah. So we have yeah. we have him tur- like Rousseau's knocked out. He put, turns the exotic, you know the keeps turns the car on and closes the garage door. So Rousseau's gonna die here. Um, this is my question that I had is like, why did they? Okay, a couple things. First of all, I I don't understand why he needed to kill Peter, and that's uh, my guess is that maybe he was still worried about him revealing something. I mean, is, is that what you thought? I, yeah, I, I, he had loose lips, possibly, and that's what he was worried about. But here's the other thing I was just thinking about from the writer's perspective. Why have Frank kill Rousseau when it seemed like, like I'd said before, I thought Rousseau had rock bottom. He was so close to suicide, I think it would have fit in the plot almost better if he just killed himself. But they mm. felt the need, for some reason, to add that level of evil to Frank. I mean, right, right. Well, that's that's something that's uh, I wrote down. I want to revisit this episode after the season, after we've watched all the episodes, to see if this was actually necessary. This death, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he had to die. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. I don't think so. Either. You know, he is one of the most well fleshed out characters that we have, and now we're down to just Frank. And a little bit of Claire. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know the purpose of this death yet outside of making Frank look more evil. It, right. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that it was – I was more impressed by the whole twist about him like that being his plan to become vice president even though there were some holes there. I was more impressed by that twist than I was about the twist of him killing Russo. I feel like – like I mean we knew Frank was – Evil, but I like to, like, not evil, but we knew that he was, like, conniving and stuff, but I like to think that he was just conniving and, like, didn't, like, right. to actually get his hands is, dirty. Right, I wrote down, this is a whole nother level here. You know, he is now a murderer. Yeah. He killed a guy. And, you know, he says to Stamper, we will never speak of this. And Stamper almost seems kind of stunned by it. But, I mean, I know, I, you have to feel like I, Stamper kind of knew what was going on, right? Right. Stamp, Stamper's face... Like I love that that guy is a great actor too. I think he's fantastic. I um, do like him. He when Frank shows up uh, like way late, uh, or I guess in the morning because they were supposed to meet back at his house. Uh, Stamper's face is like it's just so. It's like it reminds me of a robot kind of. It's just empty, like with no real expression, but just like I'm waiting, like I'm waiting for my assignment. Tell me what to do. Like very open. Not no, there's no. Oh, it's just he's really good. And then as soon as Frank says. You know, whatever happens in the next few hours, you know, we will never speak of this. And and then his his face just goes, ooh. So do you think that he didn't like, know that Frank was going to kill Rousseau? No, I don't think he. I don't think Frank knew he was going to kill Rousseau. Oh, really? So you don't think I, that was I, part I of? I, Frank seems more calculated than that, though. That he then he would just. I don't know. But like, but the way he was looking around in the garage is like he was trying to figure it out. You're right. You're right. I guess. I mean, if that had been his plan all along, he would have. I mean, maybe he was no. definitely going to kill him or figure a way out to get rid of him. Well, that's the thing. Like, I figured he, they would, like, try to pay him off or, or, or keep him quiet a different way. But to kill him, that or, seemed a little more impulsive. And if or, Doug didn't know... I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard for Frank to talk him into killing himself, too. Yeah, yeah. He almost like, did that one time. Remember? Yeah, with, yeah, the, he almost, and, with the bathtub. And things are far worse off now than they were then. I mean... Yep. So... Uh, that's my feeling. We, you know, so we have Stamper stunned. We have the president. Uh, you know, everyone kind of finding out what's going on now. Yeah, you you see how it all everyone happens, and you go through the you know the president finds out first, and then goes through everyone, and then I wrote this down because I thought this was really moving. Um, we see Christina last. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And her reaction to it. And she is just her Bye. tears and her eyes. And, you know, she was the one who actually really cared about this guy. Not very many of these other people at all, you know. Well, yeah, as Russo found that is going across all the TVs. And I'm glad that we didn't see Russo's kids because I feel like that would have kind of been too much. That's the other thing. I don't like that they killed him off this way because he didn't really have a chance to redeem himself. You know, I agree. He went out mm-hmm. at rock bottom. And now his his name is tarnished because everyone's assuming he committed suicide. Right. Um, he didn't get to talk to his kid. Man, he killed... Oh, Frank, man, this is messed up. So Frank texts Claire and says... Does he say, like, turn on the TV or... I don't, what does he text her? Or... Something about, like, to indicate the Russo's I think it was, like, Peter's, Peter's dead or something, I thought. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. And so she leaves Adam sleeping. But she takes one of the pictures of that girl and folds it into those that origami bird. What is the significance of the origami? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't that's... know. It is weird. <laughs> Maybe that's, like, her finally leaving behind. Okay, okay, here's a theory. I'm going to throw at you real quick. Um, maybe the bird, like the origami was like her free spirit and like her creative craftiness kind of side that is like her Adam side, you know, she's got like her Adam side and her Frank side for, you know, and Mm -hmm. so that like represented Mm -hmm. her Adam side and by her folding that old picture of that was supposedly herself, you know, as a younger person up and leaving it there. It's like finally her leaving that behind. Okay. That's a guess maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. Besides, I don't know. I, 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 we keep going back to the homeless guy that you know started her on th- these paper cranes, but I still haven't really figured it out why she does this. Maybe what she's he, called she, it her hobby, right? Maybe what she learned from him was that like because she gave him the money and he gave the money back, and so maybe it was like she was realizing like it's not always all about the money. And because, like, she had always been all about the money and the power and all that kind of stuff versus creativity and pursuing what she really loved. And so maybe by her giving him giving that back is, like, that's what that embodied is, like, her exploring that, like, there's more to life than ambition and money and power. I can see that, yeah. But she's leaving it all behind now um, to go back to see Frank. In the meantime, we find out the president yeah. and Linda, Linda sells the president on Frank's plan. Um, and they're narrowing contenders for vice president, so we know that probably in the next episode, or or maybe there's going to still be some conniving going on to get Frank picked as the vice president. We'll see. Um, but that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, in the meantime, we have Claire and Frank's reunion where they hug, and I wrote, "Does she know?" Um, and this is what we talked about. We we don't know, and we'll find out soon. Um. But at this point, she's kind of back on Frank's side, so I don't see him having any qualms about telling her necessarily. I don't know. Do you think that? How do you think she would react to that? I don't know. That that that's tricky because part of me thinks she is would be kind of shocked and outraged because you know I I, I would guess I would hope that you know murdering people wasn't part of their plan to climb to the top. <laughs> Right. Um, but on the other side, the Lady Macbeth side of her, you know, maybe she'd be totally cool with it and understand it and maybe even be down to do it herself if if necessary. If she's back to embracing this Ice Queen version of herself, yeah, maybe. Um, and as the credits roll, we see we hear Frank giving a statement on Rousseau. I loved this choice. I thought that was cool. That happened. Mm-hmm. I, I thought really that was, really thought cool that was cool. Um, my question to you is how so so now that we have Russo dead which I hate okay I really hate that they had to kill him off or that they killed him off they, I did not think they we, had to I we think don't have really that many reduces characters anyway. his role mm-hmm, yeah you know that now he was just a pawn the whole time and yet why would, do we have so much expository um, background info on him and we spent so much time with him just to kill him off because he was just it really reduces him to just being a pawn in um, in Frank's uh, Endgame. I don't like that. That's that you know. Really okay, annoys me. Here's here's a potential the- theory, and uh, maybe this is completely out there, but maybe it's <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. Okay, maybe it's the writers of the show using us almost like 
the writers have kind of used us as pawns in this show too, like making us like Frank and then realize like and like be his partner and then like kind of forcing us into this, this position where like we're almost his partner in crime because he's like you know talking to us one on one. But also they're kind of using us as pawns too in the way that like they got us all endeared to this character and then they just kind of kill him off without, I mean, giving him any sort of satisfying leave. Yeah, so, he, he did not get a good send off. So maybe the writers are like. Trying to pull us hate into the house of cards us. too, and like, <laughs> I maybe or, the writers or, or, hate their viewers, or just want to make us pawns too, or they want to, or they hate us. <laughs> that's another option. That's my that's my guess. If I because I'm pissed off about it too, so I'm maybe I'm just covering for him and trying to justify it to some degree. But how how do you think? So I, I want to ask you some questions. How do you think this is going to change things for Frank and Claire's relationship? I know we talked about if we think he's going. Well, well. First off, do you? I, I answer this, but do you think he'll tell her? I'm not sure, um, but I think that if he did tell her, she would be on board with it at this point because I kind of feel like symbolically she's now like left behind all her doubts, and now she's completely on board with Frank again. Is is how I feel like they kind of set us up. So I feel like now they're going to be equals and partners in, all the way through again, and they're not going to be adversaries really again. Is is kind of how? Is kind of my guess. I think we're not going to see Adam right. again. Is is my prediction? I, I think we're done with Adam too. You know, farewell, Adam. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your amazing apartment. Um, do you, do you what, think we'll see Christina? Zoe? I was going to ask if you thought we're going to see with Christina again. Do you think she's still in it, or do you think she's out? God, that's the other thing. She's another like her and uh, Russo were so compelling because they were they seemed the most level headed, and you know they were, you know, I could I, I sympathized for their situation. I, know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope we see more of her because a, I think she's a great actress. But two, she's a she's one of those people that still has a heart on this show. They were the most sympathetic characters. I, yeah. I well, hate this show. And what were you going to say about <laughs> Zoe? You were going to say something about Zoe. Is that what your other question was? Oh yeah, yeah. So what do you think? How is how does this um, death going to change uh, things for Zoe? Do you think she's going to get on to the idea that Frank may have had something to do with it? I think that she is now potentially Frank's. Now that nemesis. Rousseau's gone, yeah, I think, and like Claire seems to be back on his side. I think that she's his biggest potential nemesis now. Right. The because the the girl who runs um, the show or the 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 blocks is it Slugline? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, Slugline. Mm-hmm. She's like, why? She looks at Janine. And she's like, why did we not break this? You know, mm-hmm. that is like a story clearly that Janine or. Um, Zoe would have been all over or knew ahead of time before anyone else. So that's kind of crazy. Um, I, I, I see more happening with that, meaning like they're going to push Zoe to do some digging around Frank maybe. Mm, well, and obviously she knows more about him than anybody else. So I think I agree. Mm-hmm. I think they're positioning maybe Zoe and Janine as a team to kind of take Frank down potentially. But um, yeah. we, know there, we know there's going to be a second season of this show though. So you're not going to lose Frank. So I'm. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But interesting. Do you have any more questions? Um. Really, just want to reiterate. I, I, I. After this is over, I do want to go back and see if this death was absolutely necessary. Just because it seems so stupid and ridiculous. I agree. I There's so agree. much potential for that character. I to agree. kill him off seems random. I agree. And that was unnecessary. Not- and we and we came to like him so much that was really frustrating. I I did yeah yeah we both did yeah. Mm. Um, I, and what, I again I loved I loved the the them walking out at the final scene to give the you know the, the his comments to the to the media and the uh, the credits rolling while we listen to what he says that was cool. And, and Claire gives the comments too, so you know that like it's once again them being partners kind of. I think is what that's symbolizing. Right. There's a lot of cool and shots in this. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I say and what they said was such BS, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. God, and there's a lot of cool shots in this episode, though, like uh, cinematographically or <laughs> cinematographically, I guess. Um, <laughs> like uh, through the camera, um, you know, with her and Adam, with Claire and Adam, but also like the ones you were talking about with the mirrors with Zoe, yeah. and I thought there was some really it was. Well done in, in that sense too. But um, I'm very eager to see what happens in these next three episodes that could salvage uh, the 
mess that this episode created in my heart. Two episodes. This is episode 11. Yeah. So there's only two episodes left. Oh my god, you're right. Two more episodes. Oh no. Oh, so I don't know how yeah. they can come back from this. Anyway, so that being said, I give this episode a three. It's tough because... Well, yeah, no. Um, I appreciated like the directing of it and like that kind of stuff, but I agree with you because I think there's... We've identified some major plot holes in this. So unless those come mm-hmm. together right now, they're, they're pretty glaring. Um, so I agree with you too. I'm going to give it a three as well. I think... I'm frustrated about it. I'm trying not to let my my love for Rousseau get in the way of like giving like right making well, me biased. If you think logically, like a storyline should go, it, this just seems so random. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to give it a three too. So I don't know. Not Should've a good, not a good, said. not a good one. I mean, it was still fun. Well, it just, to me, it's, it, it feels like a, it felt like a different show. Now we're in like this political thriller TV show. I. It became you know, much darker. Murdered. I mean, I, I appreciated yeah. the fact that so much of Frank's manipulation was words Highbrow, and not, like, yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. cunning and not yeah. like heavy handedness. And so that's yeah. that's what kind of bugged me about this. But I, I'm, I agree with you. I think that if somehow they make it make sense, maybe I'll change my feeling about it. But at this point, I'm kind of pissed about it, so I'm going to stick with a three. Okay. Um... Yeah, so at this point, I have nothing else to say about it other than I'm curious to see what's going to come together in the next couple episodes. Ditto. So I want to go ahead and remind everybody, please check us out on iTunes, rate us, comments, questions, this has the cards podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us, and this has the cards podcast on Facebook. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and, man, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, uh, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at TJMoss11. Where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, uh, at Chris Husted. Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Fart master with an F. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good Bye. evening. I don't want to be your friend. I just want to be your friend.